GM. Sunshine when she's gone. When she's gone. Sing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. G. GM. 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 There's no sunshine when she's gone. Cloud, clouds, clouds around. Does that mean the storm's coming? No. No, it doesn't. But I know. <laughs> well, it is Friday. Fry yay. Fry yay, as the kids <laughs> say. What's going on? Uh, you know. Yesterday, when we came in in the morning, um, there was panic around uh, the world and markets, and we were just all hoping that things would calm down a bit. And they seem yes. to so far, but Ukraine is still front of mind. Yeah, markets have calmed down. Global conflicts have not. Still rough out there. Still, uh, still seeing lots of news reports come in. Um, you know, explosions and and troops across Ukraine. People are uh, rightfully, um, you know, having, having a difficult time over there. Lots of people fleeing Ukraine and rightfully so, you know, getting their families. I actually saw that um, they, they, they let out a statement or something that men of between the ages of like 18 and 45, 55, something like that are, are not allowed to leave uh, the Ukraine right now. Yeah. Um, so if that's any indication of where that situation is going, it's, uh, it's tough, tough for sure. The, the president of Ukraine put out one of the most, uh, impassioned and important speeches by a world leader I had ever seen. Is that right? Yeah. I actually didn't, uh, I didn't see that. I did not spend yeah, much he, of the day. No. He made a plea to the people of Russia to examine what they know. Mm-hmm. what they think about uh, what their media is showing them and to reconsider. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Rad saying 16 to 65. Yeah, I knew it was a big, big range. Um, I mean, this is this is a time where, um, you know, propaganda machines on all sides of the equation start rolling, right? Um, and that's not to say propaganda as in good or bad, but just, you know, the narrative that fits each side. Um, so, you know, it's it's on us as people to try and, you know, widen the funnel of information that we're getting as much as possible to really, you know, try and get a good idea of what truly is going on there. Um, but, you know, from the outside looking in, the scenes that you see are, are, not, uh, are not good. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's tough, you know. We've had some yeah. people in the Moon Lounge talk about either themselves or or their families being affected by this. And honestly, I just I feel so much for them. This is it's 2022. You know, we're on the tail end of a pandemic right now, um, and just seem to be like tail spinning into to you know a war now, right? And that's Mark, uh, markets. Um, markets don't matter right now in relation to what the number in your portfolio says but markets matter right now as the quickest dissemination of information that we have as human beings for better or for worse uh money is how news travels fastest and i've talked about it for the last few weeks i have been watching the s p futures closely to get a gauge on what's going on both in crypto and in the macro world these things always lead what is coming. These things always predict 
what is coming. And as the market started to fall um, back in January, it was predicting these things that we're talking about now, whether it's high inflation or geopolitical risk. It's a forward looking mechanism. And I believe um, that now it is looking forward and things are settling. Um, so I while it seems very bad, if you could remove the news from it and um, just pay attention to markets in relation to how they uh, how they are able to disseminate news almost quicker than the news uh, itself. So I've been watching it very closely. We had a small recovery yesterday. It at least indicates things are, are somewhat calming down. Wow. Breaking news. Breaking news. Time to tell him just bought a lemonette. And hello, Kitty Lemon. Now, I will tell well, you. Violin. Yeah. That now, sounds promising. I know. I know. I love so, a good violin. I don't even I don't even know how to begin to state what happened yesterday, but a very, very, very who man, if we were if I had the ability to get her on the show, I would. But a singer with one of the most angelic voices I've ever had the grace of listening to Mela B came on and kind of collaborated with the Lemonettes yesterday. I mean. Uh, when System or B, one of our Lemonettes, had actually rewritten some of the lyrics to Katy Perry's Fireworks um, because B had actually just bought her Lemonette and needed to audition for us. So instead of just hitting us with a, a verse of Fireworks like the rest of us did, she rewrote the songs and Lemonified them, um, came, performed them for us, of course, was an instant addition to the Lemonettes. And then Mella said, well, hey. I didn't get to hear uh, FMC Driz and 13th audition. I think you guys should audition for me with the uh, with the Katy Perry fireworks lyrics th- that were lemonified. I said, sure, because she promised if we did that, she would sing a song for us. And while maybe sitting through the audition of Driz, FMC and 13th was not what everyone wanted to hear after Mela hit us. With that song, boy, were the vibes nice. I mean, everyone should go follow Mela B official. She uh, she's going places. This 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 talent is going places. But congratulations, time to tell them you are a, you bought a Hello Kitty lemon. You still have to audition for the Lemonettes. I'll send you the lyrics. You just have to come on the Lemon Spaces later today or anytime this week. Uh, hit us with a verse of um, Katy Perry. And there you go. Yeah, if you want to audition with your violin, that's also cool. We take all types. Even better. Yeah, that would be amazing. Although I'm not on the I'm not in the band, so I have no uh, I have no say in this. Um, All right, you ready? You want to get into it? GM Dgens, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Alpha Mint Morning NFT Show. It is February 25th. I am your host R2 Dgen, and joined with me. As always, by free market capitalists. Hey now, hey now. Yes, as we were just saying in the show, still lots going on in the in the world. Uh, still trying to break that down. Um, looking at it now, the markets have kind of recovered, um, settled down. Actually, I don't even know if they've settled down. They're still they're still moving quite a bit, um, but definitely a highly volatile time as we uh, we watch for more news coming out of the situation in Ukraine. Um, but NFTs also kind of had um, a, a short drop and then, you know, 
a, a bit of a rebound yesterday too, as volume kind of came back into um, into the the marketplace. Coinbase also post, posted some some really big news about their uh, record setting revenue and active users on the platform as well. So even though maybe towards the tail end of the year. Uh, in the beginning of this year, things kind of feel like they were low volume. The numbers sort of suggest otherwise. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Um, I'm s- seeing uh, almost in real time, Sneaky is uh, sweeping up the three landers floor right now. He just spent about 22 ETH on uh, three landers. They're having a really great run post reveal. Um, we've got some invisible friends breakdown for you. Star Catchers is going to be moving up their reveal. We're going to be talking about what that means and whether you should be bullish or bearish on it uh, a lot of people in the chat always like to talk about cyber frogs so those revealed we'll look at those too we've got some loser club mint details for you a uh, project that everybody's been talking about lately uh seems to have come out of nowhere and is uh has no website no discord and it's just doing a stealth stealth mint through twitter howlers uh so we're gonna we're gonna take a look at that and see uh see what's where the substance is there and then of course we're gonna be talking a little bit about wonder pals as well and as always uh reading the chat and following along with you guys too free market how was your thursday my thursday was um serious I would say I, I just think that with uh, all the, everything going on and the gravity of what's happening, it, it was a very heavy day. It's hard to it's hard to degen with the stuff that's going on right now. We take a lot of stuff for granted, right? And as much as I try to get into the headspace and distract myself uh, with work, so to say, it the the real life situation keeps rearing its ugly head. So it was a heavy day. Um, but it was also nice because I would say by 4 PM, we had decided to just kind of open a space that we called lemon love vibes. And I know it's a little corny, but I think everyone was in such a weird, um, mood yesterday. It was nice to just hang out and be stupid, uh, and not think about anything serious. And then of course, Mela, uh, graced us with, with a, a practical concert, um, yesterday so I, I had a nice day it was heavy but it was it was nice by the end we we came together and tried to make something of it yeah i mean that that's one of the most impressive things to me uh you know watching the dgen dojo some of these other communities you guys up on stage with the spaces even just within here i mean there was a real sense of like this like borderless family that we've got going on here right people really looking out for each other um wishing everybody the best uh, wishing their families the best looking at means of you know support and and how to help people out um you know i i, I saw as many things as like you know people know which routes were safe out of Ukraine into Poland and helping people that were actually in Ukraine looking to get out, which is just absolutely incredible. Right. Uh, and it just, you know, um, it just goes to show that these, these bonds and these friendships and stuff that you're making over NFTs and, and you know, while it's fun to degen and make some money, um, they really do kind of just transcend, uh, uh, the NFT market space. And that's one of the reasons why we talk about, you know, NFT communities being strong and what to look for in like a particular projects community. Overall, the overarching NFT community really does uh, look out for one another. And you really do in a time like this, realize how small and tight knit it is. Um, you know, it's, it's like being, you know, 
Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, you like, you really do understand just like that. This is just, we're still in its infancy. We're all in the same or same world working together for the same cause. So, um, really, uh, at least in, in that regard, incredible to watch. Yep. So, um, let's get into it. Let's talk about some of the crypto markets yesterday. It was like red across the board looking really bad. As we mentioned in the pre-show, things have definitely bounced back. Bitcoin up 10%, um, approaching that 40,000 mark. It has not breached it yet, but that will be an important uh, milestone for it. ETH bounced back to 2,700. We were saying uh, on the show yesterday, 2,200 was a resistance line or a support level that you did not want to break underneath. Um, we are putting some distance in between that up 12.1% uh, in the last 24 hours as well. Um, and we're really putting in some work on uh, erasing that red that has been accumulated over the last week or so. Um, have you spent any time looking at these charts? Is there anything that you can actually do with it? Or is it just so macro and news driven right now? It really does just depend on on where things kind of go from here. So yesterday we came in and um, traditional indexes had gapped down uh, over 2% uh, into the morning. There was panic. The night before we had seen, I had seen multiple spaces uh, and the FinTwit doesn't hold spaces as much as NFT. You know, NFT people are crazy. FinTwit holds spaces now and again. And I even tweeted one out. It said, is the S&P going to crash tomorrow? All right. And I have told you guys time and time again that when sentiment and indicators get to the point where serious people are actually saying, is something going to crash or are we going to zero? We're usually much closer to a bottom than not. When I saw the structure of the chart yesterday and the type of gap down we had, and again, this is why it's important to watch S&Ps right now, because S&Ps were right near critical, critical uptrend support. They gapped down below it. And I knew, I said, this is not going to close here. This is going to get back above that trend line. And it didn't just get back above that trend line. It was one of the most monster reversal candles I have ever seen. Uh, today, we are following through and we are up. And I've said it multiple times. I think the market is priced in everything we're looking at right now. And that doesn't mean surprises can happen. And that doesn't mean bad things aren't going on in the world right now. It means given what we've seen so far, and given what I've been watching, I think markets have priced in everything we've seen so far. If something else bad happens, something else unexpected. I even said that earlier in the week. I didn't know Putin was going to bomb Ukraine. And I was very closely watching that 26, 2700 support we blew right underneath it, all right? We, we talked about having to reassess if that happened, but it was macro news driven. It wasn't a technical breakdown, and those things tend to retrace as hard as they fall. So looking at the market yesterday and seeing that rebound, it obviously started to spill into crypto. Even NFTs, which had a rare moment of crypto falling a lot and NFT floors down an easy 50% across. I don't care what collection you were looking at. There was almost no collection. The only collection I saw that wasn't down was Ether Orbs. Everything else I watched was down 50%. Everything popular, everything not popular, down 50% rare. But today, everything's bouncing back. Not all the way, but everything's bouncing back. Now, Yesterday, when everything looked like we were going to crash and I said we'd be green by the end of the day and rally today, I also cautioned the weekend's going to be tough. 
let's say we close on the absolute highs today. That's actually the best thing that could happen. I was saying last week about the worst thing that could happen would be closed on the absolute lows. We bounced just off of them. We didn't know the macro was going to happen. Now, we want to see us, best case scenario, close on the absolute highs at the end of the day. If we don't, I do think it's setting up a scary weekend. We know Putin's playbook or even just a war playbook. As the week ends and people feel relaxed, this is when they would push something. This is when they would make you uncomfortable. The feeling that you can't sleep, the feeling that you can't relax. I'm wary going into the weekend. We've rallied right back to what was previous support. We haven't gotten above it. Okay, so in no means does this mean we're out of the woods. I'm trying to show you when you sense extremes, those moments when you feel like it's all over, Every time in my career has been the time to buy. And the day that it's not, we're probably going to have much more to worry about than our portfolio. So, well, yeah, no, and that's that's incredibly true. We 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 talked about this in real time yesterday, watching that big red slide down and saying, you know, this is almost peak panic. And then, you know, you your inclination is telling you get out of this. This is going to get really nasty. Um, and lo and behold, we look at the charts, it bounced the other way, but I do wholeheartedly agree with, um, with you when, when you say, if this gets substantially worse from like an actual numbers on the screen standpoint, uh, it's likely because the situation in the world has gotten substantially worse and therefore the numbers on the screen matter less and less and less. Right. And it it kind of feels like we're, we're in that, uh, dilemma right now. Um, my question for you right now would be. With the markets closing, you know, at was it four or four thirty this afternoon? Yeah. Um, you know, things obviously have. There's an, an after hours trading market for uh, traditional stocks and whatnot, but crypto being twenty four seven, we're going to go in through uh, the weekend, and you know, crypto is going to do its own thing independent of what the stock market does. Do you think that because they're in in a way sort of tethered right now? Um, that whatever happens in crypto is going to be a good indication of how the markets are going to open on Monday? Absolutely. Oh, oh one that that's the thing. You know, uh, macro is leading crypto, but crypto, but because of that, once the markets close, crypto will be our best gauge this weekend. I mean, you will see everything reflected in Bitcoin and and ETH. So yes, 100 percent I mean, I here's well, here's the thing. I'm watching a few scenarios today. Okay. So the two things are we either close on the highs or don't. Worst case scenario is a bad reversal, so to say, um, where we actually turn and we could go slightly red today. If we put in what's called a doji where we came off the highs and turned slightly red, but didn't start giving back all the progress we made yesterday, that's fine. That's not a bearish uh, setup into Monday. Um, but let's see. I, I could very much, again, we're just banging up against what used to be support and now made it resistance. So unless, unless nothing happens, and again, let's talk about this scenario. If we go into the weekend, we either don't give back all our gains today or close on the highs and nothing worse happens in Ukraine. I actually believe Monday we are going to rip tits. I mean, on F, I could see ETH getting to 3,200. I could see markets getting right back to where they collapsed down, uh, which would basically be the peak of the right shoulder. If you're looking, there's a giant. Here's where if we are just a technical analyst analyst and removing all the macro, there is a giant head and shoulders on traditional indexes, a giant one. 
were we to break below the neck and we broke below the neckline yesterday. That's why I said I really do. You know, no matter what, you usually have to break through those things once, twice or three times before you actually go through. And yesterday was our first real push through the neckline. We bounce back. Up. If we lose that neckline with any type of velocity, we're going much lower. We could see 30 percent lower uh, on Mars. It would be a crash. The people who would be calling for it would be absolutely right. We don't want to lose that neckline. Um, so there it is going into the weekend. As long as we don't get a very bearish close, it's all going to be based on macro. We're going to see what happens if Putin somehow doesn't get any friskier. I could see Monday a huge rally, but Monday is the last day of the month. Markets also have the underlying mechanics of how the players reposition themselves for the month and the quarter ahead. So month end markups is a real thing. Like I said, if we don't get any type of bearish uh, macro action over the weekend. The fact that we have month-end markups on Monday as well could really have one hell of a rally. We'd still have to be cautious. I mean, again, until we really get signs out of the Ukraine that there is some sort of agreement or peace or, or backing down, we are going to be very subject to volatility like this. So it's very hard to just look at it at the chart in a technical sense and gleam anything of what's really going to happen. We, we still have too many unknowns out there. But, you know, like I said, it's setting up like there's a very bullish reversal about to happen. Uh, it's just we just need we just need good news yeah. coming out to, to fortify yep. it. Yep. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, some other news. Uh, last week and the week before, we kind of touched on, um, you know, Canada not being overly friendly towards bank accounts and, and crypto. Uh, I saw a news article last week that I didn't end up bringing up. But, uh, you know, I guess um, the on uh, the uh, a couple of tweets from uh, Brian Armstrong and the um, the CEO, I think it was of not Kraken. Um, yeah, it was cracking. Sorry, Jesse Powell um, were flagged and sent to the the RCMP as um, ish, issues. Uh, a little bit more information on that was basically saying that Canada is not a fan of people putting their crypto on self custodial wallets, uh, which is a big, huge misstep. Um, actually, kind of nice to see uh, Brian Armstrong and uh, Jesse Powell come out and say like. You know, despite the fact that they have these crypto exchanges and you can, um, you know, keep your crypto in in their custody on the exchanges. And I think Coinbase and Kraken are probably two of the, the definite safer ones, but always do pose a risk. Um, they did go out and publicly say, you know, get a ledger, get a, get a treasure, um, a, a separate wallet and store your stuff there. Right. And I, and I like seeing this from CEOs like that because, um Obviously, crypto being on exchanges reduces the friction of you being able to trade it, and that helps their volume and you know their revenue, their underlying profits, blah 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 blah. Um, but it does also go to show that they really do truly understand and get what crypto is all about. And you know them going out and saying this publicly shouldn't shouldn't be anything that's alarming to anyone. And yet here we are talking about um, Canada not being a fan of that. So it's it's you know, being close to home, uh, an interesting turn of events all the time uh, with this situation, despite the fact that the state of emergency that Trudeau had, uh, had, had implemented is now over. Yeah, I, I don't, obviously you would be much more, uh, you would be much better to speak on the internal politics, politics of Canada. I've, I've tried to talk with you in our DMs about this, like, you know, what, 
who is that? Like who, you know, if it were America, like we would say like, oh, it's this faction of Republicans or it's this extreme faction of Democrats that's pushing a narrative that's been taken over. So trying to understand like who, you know, and, and you've said you feel like this is the Trudeau government, you know, overreaching here. This is this is some. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's so hard to actually dissect it again because the, the, the sources of news are so very polarizing and, you know, you, it's really hard to take e- either side's assessment of it at face value. Uh, obviously, Fox News, not Fox News, but do you have like a conservative versus liberal news sources up there the same way we do? Yep. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Yeah, like, uh, you know, like a CBC will be a more on the liberal side, but it's also uh-huh. government funded. So you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, there there are other things um, at play there as well. Um, but at its core, I mean, you are talking li- liberals and Republicans in our in our instance, it's liberals and uh, conservatives. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are the parties of what yes. they're called. Yeah. Um, we have more parties kind of in the mix. We have uh, the NDP. We have the Bloc de Quebecois. We have a whole bunch of other stuff that are in play. So right exactly. now. Canada has a liberal minority government. Um, And so, yes, the conservatives are saying that this is a massive overreach in power. Uh, The liberals are saying, well, the truckers had no right to be there. They needed to do it. I think the biggest um, criticism internationally was that the the full extent of the law leading up to the emergency act being invoked wasn't used so they didn't exercise all of their options and then use that as a last case scenario and i think that was the biggest um kind of black mark on on their decision to do so mm-hmm. but they have actively been going after uh, a lot of crypto related stuff too right. so right. yeah i mean it's tough it's tough yeah. sitting in the middle of it i try not to take super strong um political stances one way or another um yeah but- I, I i honestly feel the same way here and i mean i used to be more political when i was younger i really try to be more of a pragmatist especially you know the farther you zoom out i believe with politics the the more kind of I don't know if it's the right word, but the more libertarian you have to be as you zoom in and you're talking about people close to you and your mm-hmm. life, local, you know, town government. And I think it should be as liberal as possible, as I mean, bordering on socialism, that, the, the closer you go to home, the more it should be like that. The further you zoom out as we get into state government and national government, I believe you have to lean, you know, you have to lean more libertarian or you have to lean um, to, to be more laissez faire, because as you, as you zoom out, it's just harder to apply policies that work for the majority of people. It, it becomes more difficult and more difficult. So I, you know, I, it, I would just view not taking sides for either party or either stance or whatever, but I try to look at the pragmatism here and see, you know, what's going on, how, how do we how do we help the largest amount of the population from the level we're at without damaging things or without, you know, because regulation is always double sided. as much as it tries to help. It always hampers as well. So it's just about is it worth it? And I mean, you know, 
Yeah, you know what? This is one of the, like the the fascinating things, um, and not to dig too deep into actual politics because that's not where I'm going with this. But um, my time spent in the states, you go and you start talking to people. You know, somebody's driving an Uber for you, and you start talking to them, and you know they pick up on the Canadian accent right away, and they're like, oh, you know. so you know, you start talking, you start getting to know them a little bit. And one of the things that happens in America that doesn't really happen as much in Canada. Now, that's not to say it doesn't, but people there often have stories in which they bounce around from state to state to state. Oh yeah. I spent some time in, um, in Colorado. I spent some time in uh, Nevada. I moved out to the East coast and Massachusetts, like stuff like that. Right. You, you really see like a lot of people moving around. And one of the things I find fascinating and I actually really like about the States is that each individual state does actually have a lot of control over how it's managed and governed. Um, And within the continental United States, well, not even continental within the United States, you can find a specific state that matches up with your ideology and, and, you know, how you like to live and how you feel about things. We saw it during the pandemic, you know, we saw a state like New York and a state like Florida take completely polar opposite views on how they're going to manage the pandemic. And that's not to say that one or the other was right or wrong, but it did give um, people that, you know, felt like they didn't, you know, I don't agree with what my state's doing. I'm going to Florida. I don't agree with what Florida's doing. I'm going to New York. There's so much choice in there. You know what I mean? And I actually really, really like that, that you can do that on a state to state basis. It's so interesting you say that from a foreign, like from another country, because I swear people in the United States say that all the time and they will get lambasted. Like how you don't know anyone's situation. How dare you say they can just pick up and move and, and of course, look. Yeah, sure. You can't always do that, right? right. Like I'm, I'm in a situation where I can't pick up and move from Canada. That's just the fact yeah, of my no. reality, but. But what you're saying is absolutely true. This is, you know, I don't want to get too uh, God bless the USA and all that. Something I just love about this country is how much rights individual states do have. And it mm-hmm. does create, like R2 said, it creates a situation where if, and this is an extreme one, right? There was a time where the only place that cannabis was legal, fully legal, was then was Colorado. We're not, not even California. It was just medical there. And there are quite a few diseases in which young children actually benefit from using cannabis. But this is a very, very controversial topic, obviously, because getting a child high, um, having a child have access to cannabis is an automatic, you know, a child protective services case in any state. Doesn't matter what the situation is or what. The only place at the time parents with and we're talking about kids with deadly seizure disease, you know, things that could actually kill them and really needed access to this medicine. uh, They couldn't do it. They had to literally pick up and move their entire family or break the law or or break the law and risk losing their child. Yeah. And it's a very extreme example. But that one always touched me back. That choice. That choice is incredibly uh, incredibly important and dissenting and opposing views are incredibly important for balance and, you know, choice, right? Like it, it shouldn't be like, you know, I want free choice and, and everyone should have their own opinion unless you disagree with me and therefore you're wrong. Right. Like, yeah. so, th- you know, it's just really important, but this going back to it is like just, uh, um, you know, the importance of, of crypto in these situations as well. Um, going into that, we have Ukraine. Um, the Ukraine military group receives over $400,000 in Bitcoin donations in one day. Um, 
you know, people showing their support for the Ukraine army and the citizens within Ukraine affected by this. Uh, again, the power of crypto kind of going back to my initial um article about Canada is this ability to support the causes that you want to in a borderless way. This was never possible years ago where you had to do international wire transfers. They get held up at banks. People um, somewhere along the way don't want your money getting there and they freeze it or whatever, right? This in one day, everyone from people from around the world were able to donate over $400,000 in Bitcoin to this cause. Um, we also have an article about the uh, Pussy Riot founder, Trippy Lab and Pleaser DAO member launch Ukraine DAO. So they're starting to launch an NFT to fund um, support causes in Ukraine, help citizens that are affected by it and uprooted by it. And they're going to be launching an NFT. Um, I got to believe that there's going to be a lot of support for something like this too. If I, um, and, if, yeah, keep, go ahead. If I could tell you, that I, I honestly believe Pussy Riot is one of the most important artists of a generation. I find them to be absolutely important as a voice uh, and as artists just beyond I don't think people understand when you talk about punk rock yeah. or rock and roll it's supposed to be edgy right? it's supposed to be dangerous when these guys perform when they say the things they say in Russia they're taking a risk on their lives their families yes. lives they this is art in a way I don't think people yeah uh, being being outspoken about uh, a government like that does put you in a uh, a perilous situation at times, um, and and so you know the importance of of people being able to be out there and speak and do this and raise money is is also very key too, right? So, um, I mean, again, I I just you know this is one of the reasons why I'm I'm pretty much a perma bull on crypto for the long run because this is creating a new dynamic that just would not have been possible had this happened um 10 years ago in fact I'm, we have seen it happen 10 years ago the ability to mobilize support and funds and 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 you know um resources in that way is just second to none at this point and it's you know it's great to see it being used for causes like this because that's the at the at the very very core of it that's what it's all about is the, the yeah. financial freedom um, to do what you want with your money. Easily the most important artists uh, of our generation. I would love to own their ad. They even released a new uh, NFT collection at, at um, ETH Denver this year. And, you know, their stuff moons. Um, God, I love it. Pussy Riot is, uh, it really is. I, I can't say enough things. Yeah, for sure. Um, on a little bit lighter of a note, Elon Musk's brother says Tesla was ignorant of environmental concerns when it bought Bitcoin. Uh, this is Kimball Musk at ETH Denver saying that the car company was unaware of Bitcoin's high energy consumption when it adopted the cryptocurrency last year. Uh, this is funny for a couple of reasons. One, uh, <laughs> this is public infighting. Kimball Musk is on the board of Tesla and SpaceX, obviously the brother on Musk. Um, we were joking about it in the pre-show. I would hope that he gave his brother the courtesy call that he was going to be publicly talking talking some ish at ETH Denver about it. I'm sure that they know. But um, yeah, I mean, the other funny narrative behind this is that I, I call absolute pure bullshit on the fact that a, a company like Tesla putting up $1.5 billion uh, Bitcoin purchase on their balance sheet was unaware of Bitcoin's high energy consumption. That to me is just like, 
Come on, really? Like the, you, you guys are, are uh, this forward-thinking, clean-energy car company that's trying to change the world and change how people commute all over the world. And then you're going to go and put Bitcoin on your balance sheet. But oops, I didn't realize that the process of Bitcoin's existence relies on uh, you know proof of work and, and incredible amounts of energy consumption, um, which, by the way, are still you know fractional compared to a lot of other industries' energy uses. Um, but yeah, here we are. I, I just call bullshit on that, honestly. Right. I, the way that the quote is phrased, I'm not sure that he was criticizing his brother or whether he was defending him. And like, the, did the interviewer say, so are you could da, 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 concerned with da, da, da? He could have been answering, oh, well, we were kind of ignorant or Elon was ignorant of the environmental impacts of Bitcoin when he did that. That's why he had his response afterwards. It doesn't sound like he's criticizing his brother to me. I didn't. Did you listen to the clip? I'm not sure. I didn't listen to the clip, but I read the article. Um, yeah, I just said Tesla board member and brother of Elon Musk admitted that the company was very ignorant of right. Bitcoin's high carbon footprint when it bought $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. Yeah, he's apologizing for Tesla, not criticizing Tesla that um, that that's what they did. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Know, he, he went on to later say that they probably got literally or I'm not kidding, probably a million messages complaining about the company's yeah. Bitcoin plans, which is uh doing that you're still early kind of thing right i i think i think this is um it's unfortunate they have to defend this narrative i think it's largely nonsense what uh, this environmental impact narrative as technology especially like blockchain that moves us forward has a net net positive on yeah. on um on the world and on our carbon footprint as we go along In- <laughs> well, yes go ahead. not to cancel ourselves but um you know the YouTube network in the process of viewing videos on YouTube um, has a larger carbon footprint than Bitcoin does. Right. Like, you know, and, and people use YouTube every single day. There's no, sh- people aren't getting shamed for, you know, watching YouTube and powering up their cell phones from the electrical outlet to do so, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah, no, I, I just, I've never understood the idea of slowing down technological progress to solve something that's a technological issue. It doesn't make any sense to Oh, 100%. It's not like we could have gone from, you know, steam engines and burning wood and coal straight to uh, solar energy, right? Like you have to take those intermediate steps to even solve the problems. And that's the thing are, you know, we we are using more electricity and that's largely an effect of population growth. We're becoming more efficient every 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 minute we become more efficient technology, you know, there's a financial incentive to become more efficient. If, if there were only, I, I love that you said that because that's the biggest argument I use when people yeah. say like, Oh, it's so energy inefficient. I said, yeah, but it actually moves at more efficient energy usage forward mm-hmm. because miners are using this. They're using it to profit. Right. And the only thing that's going to create larger profit margins are for them is abundant, cheap energy. Yeah. Right. And if you can drive that down, then you make more money. So yeah, by and large, it is actually encouraging the use of more efficient, renewable resources rather than, you know, pollutants. So, you know, I say this all the time. It's that people don't believe facts. They believe stories. All right. And Tesla knows this. Okay. And, Tesla can't go out there and just list a bunch of facts and tell you why it Bitcoin isn't in, but they have to play this game. I mean, they have to, they have to play the PR game. 
So what you're seeing right now is them trying to move things forward with a story instead of just hitting people with facts, because that wouldn't work. The, the media is doing so well here because they've crafted a story, a story that makes sense to the people who watch media. Tesla is now doing that, but it, ta- it takes time to get there. The first thing you have to do is concede the point at large so that the people attacking you let down their defenses a bit. It's a little Machiavellian and, you know, I, you got to really understand what's going on here from an inside baseball standpoint, but that's what's playing out in front of our eyes. And I mean, it just takes time to get there. Tesla can't instantly make it happen. Telling a story takes time. That's how the, the media has done it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, it was just a, more of a funny story than anything, but uh, he looks like he's they're they're quite um, the characters themselves. They know how to grab headlines and roll with it and stay relevant too. I was um, the, the the Kimball Musk world because of soil. Uh, he's very into renewable food and local and sustainable food, so he's very into soil and stuff. He started a company that act, or I don't know if he started it. He funded and invested in a company that actually grows microgreens and certain other greens in containers all in urban areas they took shipping containers and filled it with grow lights and basil and you go to any whole foods in the new york area or whatever there's sustainably grown indoor uh basil and stuff uh and a company funded by uh kimball musk's cool stuff yeah yeah yeah. sidebar Sidebar. Uh, Moving on. Coinbase posts record revenue user numbers in Q4 earnings surprise. Coinbase reported booming earnings for its last quarter, even as the broader crypto market has slumped. Um, It blew away the expected revenue figures and the stock went up. I think you said about 15% as a result. Uh, I'm dabbing right now. You can't see it. And I don't mean dab. I mean doing the thing where the kids throw their arms in the air in a celebratory manner. (laughs) Not a, not a drug dab, yeah. You could do either. I don't uh, I don't care. I'm over it. You could do whatever you want. Um, no, I'll but this is if you, you if you uh, <laughs> uh, John, we'll call you from now on. All right. <laughs> If you uh, if you had any um, discouraging thoughts about the overall crypto market uh, at large, this is uh, at least maybe a reversal on that one. The um, the revenue quarters, as I said, ex- blew them out of the water. So people are trading, people are being active, um, and you know they are onboarding new users. Maybe I don't know if the Super Bowl would have fit into their quarter Q four um, earnings. Would that would that have made the cut? Uh, what their Q4? Yeah, yeah, that's what they just reported. No, no, no. The, with the Super Bowl ad that they ran, with that. Oh, uh, no, no. Yeah, okay. So I was gonna say, like, obviously they had a big influx of people for that. So maybe even the Q1 of this year is going to uh, to outperform. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one of the biggest things that we see coming out of this is actually the almost fifty percent increase in uh, ETH traded on. Um, Coinbase. So picking up some steam there, Bitcoin has dropped down dramatically and ETH and Bitcoin are kind of in an arms race for the most traded asset on Coinbase right now. Uh, I got to believe by and large due to NFTs and the volume that uh, increase that it has seen over the past six months. So yeah, I mean, if you're if you're feeling down about crypto and where it's going, just remember, I mean, there's still lots of new people coming into it. There's still lots of money flowing through the ecosystem. Um, and we're, you know, maybe just Coin- experiencing some seasonality. 
Coinbase absolutely blew it out of the water here. Obviously a very good sign for crypto. Um, I love watching these medium term growth stories that debut on the market and people underestimate because we're going through a period right now where much of the, and it's funny because it's a backdrop of macro and concerning things in the world, but really most of the pain in traditional markets right now are in tech stocks or what they call Kathy stocks um, that, don't really have profit right now. It's all based on revenue models. None of, most of these companies aren't actually profitable yet. And when interest rates go up, those tend to be the companies that are first affected and, and affected most. Um, Coinbase, while not quite thrown in, you know, because they've obviously been making a healthy profit, this is a company that sells at a high valuation based on its potential. So this is one you will always have people going into quarters and going to like, oh, my God, they can't be, you know, how are they going to outperform the last number? There's so much expectations. People are too bullish on coin. But yet you see things like that reminds me of Apple or it even reminds me of Facebook after Facebook, you know, got its footing because initially Facebook debuted was a big thing and then it actually started to crash because of the iPhone because mobile was coming into such prominence people stopped using desktop so Facebook mm-hmm. was going through this period where people weren't using desktop but it didn't have a viable mobile product its mobile product sucked people weren't using it on mobile and people believed that it wouldn't translate to mobile no. for some weird reason oh yeah <laughs> in hindsight's 2020 but that's Man. funny that that was a narrative of like this is never going to be a good yeah. uh, iPhone app Oh, you should have seen how bearish people were on Facebook and its prospects. And it got to a point where people just believe it couldn't do no good. I think it got under mint up uh, under mint <laughs> under, <laughs> under IPO price. Very, did, yeah. briefly, <laughs> very briefly there. Um, and then they started to knock it out of the park with mobile updated their app. Did well, and every quarter. The narrative they couldn't do mobile followed them for like two years. Like every quarter, they would blow numbers out of the water and just continue to just. And people be like, "Wow, who expected that? Wow, who expected?" I just Coinbase feels like it's in that moment. High valuation, people have a hard time wrapping their mind around how much growth this company is going to see, and mm-hmm. it's just the type of one I expect surprises like this all the time. If you remember Apple for the better part of six years. Just came out and walloped. I don't care how bullish the analysts got, they walloped those estimates. And you'd always get that rally. And I, you know, Coinbase feels like it's in that place for me. Very bullish for crypto. Love Coinbase as a stock. Uh, don't go buy anything up 15%. This is not a call to go buy uh, Coinbase today. We don't buy things up 15% around here. This makes me wonder, too, though, because we all, you know, for a point in time there, we were like, when Coinbase NFT, when Coinbase NFT marketplace, et cetera, et cetera. And like, it just hasn't happened. Um, I wonder if this is like their own form of like roadmap and floor price management, right? Where they knew that these numbers were going to be incredibly (laughs) bullish. It was going to have an amazing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, impact on their stock. There's their 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 share prices, their overall perception of this company in the greater market, um, and I wonder if maybe they just are are holding the NFT marketplace kind of in their back pocket um, yeah. to pull out for the next time they need some really good bullish news because. I think we all can agree that it's going to do wonders for their 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 revenue. Right. Like it's just an added form of people transacting on their platform. Um, and with all of the money locked up in either Coinbase wallets or just right on the Coinbase app uh, coming online to participate in this NFT marketplace, you know, 
I, I don't know how much it could go up, but I got to believe it's going to be a substantial driver for them. Uh, oh, so yeah, floor price Coinbase. management, Coinbase, boom. And they're definitely playing on expectation. You know, we're all in the NFT market. We're analyzing these small teams and something uh, R2 and I are talking about all the time is how poorly they're managing expectations, how bad their PR is. You don't get that in Web2. These are the largest companies in the world. They're, they have it tattooed on their bellies. You pod, under promise, over deliver. The people who are made CEO, that's their greatest skill. Their greatest skill is the ability to, you know, because no one can predict business. Like you, you have a good idea of what your business is going to do. We all know if you run a business, shit happens. Sales disappear all of a sudden. Something unexpected goes up. This employee does it. You never know what's going to happen. You try to be forward looking as much as the analyst looking at your company. But an expert CEO, somebody in, in the traditional area, they are masters. That You are seeing a master class in Coinbase. Watch these companies. They, Web3 could learn a lot from Web2 companies without becoming Web2. And UPOT, under promise, over deliver. I, you know, I applaud Coinbase. That's what they're doing. All good publicly traded companies do this. Uh, very bullish. Very bullish. Yeah. For sure. Um, that kind of wraps up the uh, news segment-ish. I found this thread on Twitter about uh, just some predictions about the Ape airdrop. And it's just kind of funny. This one kind of felt like it was head in the clouds. But, you know, people are very, very bullish on what Ape token means to it. And I got to believe that we could see it released at any point. There was a lot of speculation that this was going to hinge around the Super Bowl. Obviously, that came and went to no avail. But it does kind of loom over the NFT market. Um, and, and you know, the speculation on this one was, um, you know, they have the value of the airdrop to each board ape and mutant ape. The speculation on if they're going to de- deliver 30% or 50% of the total supply to the holders. This also assumes that each board ape gets two uh, I guess two ape token for every one that mutant apes gets. Um, and then he broke it down by fully diluted value. Now here's where it gets a little bit uh, iffy. It basically saying at a $3 billion fully diluted valuation, they're expecting 60 to a hundred thousand dollars being airdropped to a board ape holder and 15 to $25,000. I think that this is uh, maybe getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves. It's one of those expectations where I, I, I think that, um, it's almost impossible to meet it properly. They have to, and I, I do believe that the team has thought about this enough and talented enough to make it happen, but they have to have burn mechanisms. They have to have an ecosystem in which Ape Token provides this kind of value. I do believe that the overarching um, you know, Yuga Labs and the Bored Apes and the Mutant Apes and everything to do with that ecosystem is incredibly valuable. I do think Yuga Labs could easily be... De- um, you know, um, priced at $5 billion. I think that they're a very, very important entity and I think they will continue to be. But I don't think that Ape Token is going to necessarily be reflective of that. And I, I think that it's crazy um, to, to believe that this is at least going to debut at these kind of valuations. But maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong in, before in the past and the power of uh, the Board Ape community always uh, never ceases to amaze me. So I don't know. This is, well, by the way, this is just some random person putting numbers on a pay, on a page to, you know, maybe even just engagement farm on Twitter. But it does raise up that question. And we forget Ape Token is probably here sooner than later. I, 
I, you know, I would have definitely, and I've even made quite a few tweets about this, expected this to be a sell the news situation. I mean, just look at cool cats. Okay. And maybe had they executed their game perfectly, it wouldn't have been sell the news, but I've been talking about how we're going into a backdrop of bearish seasonality after the, one of the you know greatest runs NFTs had ever seen in early January. And there was a good chance that no matter what happened with Ape Token, it was Ape Token. It was going to be a sell the news situation. I'd still lean towards that, but I'll tell you this macro backdrop may be helping out Ape Club a yacht, a lot, a yacht, and maybe helping them out a yacht. I see what you did there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it because they're now down forty ETH off their highs. Okay, Board Apes have been in the back seat. Even Punks have seen more action. Um, out of favor would be the wrong word, but certainly not the talk of, of the town right now. This is not what everybody is focused on, our board apes. So maybe the token could be the opposite. I think most board apes are way too bullish on what the early prospects will be about ape, but probably dead on about the long time. I mean, I don't know why in a proper market, like let's say we, you know, we get into another good bull this summer, similar to the one we had last time. I see no reason why Ape wouldn't do what Banana did, right? Like why wouldn't it at least provide that type of value to Apes, given how much more popular they are than Kongs? I mean, Kongs are making 500 bucks a day. I know it's like, it's not, you know, big brain math to do that, but I would just figure out what the, what $500 a day an ape token is and assume it's going to get there at some, you know, like that's what it's going to yeah. get. To. It's a 500 or a thousand bucks somewhere in there. And I don't know how long it'll last, but look. Depending do you think on- that this is going to be a slow drip? Like the, the apes are staked for tokens or do you, do you think they're just going to be like, I don't think they'd make them stake. I don't know. You just get them. I, 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 think, yeah, I figured I think it was going to be just happy. get it up front and here you are. I, I think it's funny. I, you know, I think a collection like this doesn't need staking by any means there. The culture has staked them. The, the, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, them. the most powerful mechanism right. of staking right. is like the inability for people to want to actually leave the community. You don't need to stake right. them in a contract to do so. People are staked in discord. You know, I mean, it really is almost a lockup, right? It's basically yeah. like invest in us, lock it up for X to, and it's not even a lockup where you got to leave it there a certain amount. You can take it out anytime you want. It's just that small idea of, well, I got to spend money to go back and forth. So I'd better think two, three or four times about what I'm doing here. And most of the time we decide, ah, eh, well, I'll just leave it because if I spend the money and I'm wrong, I, I spent money on being wrong. It wasn't even free to be wrong. Like, you know, that's the psychological thing going on in our head. So we will see. I mean, I I think I'm very bullish on board apes and ape token going into December. Not that we'd have to wait that long, but going into the rest of this year, I'm very bullish. Short term right now, I'm just cautious given I've been here for three years. I know that we tend to get pretty bearish into April through March and into April. So we'll see. Thing is, I think macro has taken a lot of the air out of that balloon. There's a very good chance by the time we hit that bearish seasonality window, all the sellers are gone anyway. I mean, people were papering the other night. Paper, mm-hmm, yeah. I, people asked me, they were like, well, how are you buying? I had some good friends DM me telling me they sold the bottom during you. I mean, literal paper handed the bottom during Ukraine. They feel bad. Why was I buying? They wanted to know. Well, I mean, I've I've talked about it. All right. This is 
This is, uh, um, yeah. There was blood in the streets. Blood no, the- oh, that's actually a really bad analogy right now. Sorry. Yeah, but um, it, it but is a, a Warren a, Buffett quote, right? It's a bad analogy, but it is a Buffett quote. I don't think yeah. you that. Uh, like, no, no, there is no. But it's true. When there's panic is when you buy. And when you feel like you should sell is usually when you should buy. And when you feel like you, you should buy more and it can't ever go down, it's usually when you should sell. But best to not try to time the top, get out a little early, and then wait for for periods like we just had. It always happens. It always happens. You just like, I think there were some very smart people in the DGen dojo who a few weeks ago, even as things were frothy, and even as they probably accepted they're going to be leaving some gains on the table by going liquid, well, I bet over the last couple of days, they have been making bank and they have been getting in there and setting themselves up for the greatest run of their lives, a portfolio multiplier going into the summer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to watch this go down. I would love to see Board Apes implement, like if they're going to do another kind of companion drop or uh, uh, another um, another collection or something to actually use those ape ter- tokens to actually mint them. Uh, it, just things like that, right? Like once you release this token out into the wild, really kind of powering your entire ecosystem off of it, whether that's um, merch sales, right? Like using ape token to buy off their website to buy merch for their parties, um, hell, like at the parties, buying drinks and stuff like that. How cool would that be? Uh, I don't, I don't have the technical knowledge to know how uh, how feasible all of that is. But again, um, if you want to continue to to deliver value on what this ape token is, I really do think that their entire existence has to be surrounding this ape token and everything that you do. To in regards to board ape mutant ape board ape kennel club and everything Yuga Labs needs to be used uh, using this token. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I you know, I this is go. What's interesting to me is I don't think a game is going to be their burn. I mean, and you know, anything you introduce burn mechanisms in a tokenomic sense is is a game because it's gamified. I just meant I don't think it's going to be a P two E they're releasing, and that's usually the most effective way to burn tokens. Um, So we're going to see. I. They're having they've they've been having this conversation for six months. They have Gaia Siri on their side. They're the most powerful brand in our industry. I expect them to uh, execute. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch it go down too. I mean, I I don't know that we have any idea of when it's happening, but like we said, it's gotta be it's gotta be soon. There's enough smoke there, I think. Someone turn the uh, MF or offer bot on again. Jesus, I just keep getting spammed all more. You know, it's funny because. I don't know if you saw MFers fell to under three briefly. They were at like two points. Unbelievable. I know. Well, you know, mm. from six point five <laughs> to two points, and now they're back at four ETH this morning. I mean, it's just wild. If you could, if you watched MFers all the time and you tried to trade around that, boy, you could be making some bang. I mean, because it, it's obvious to me these are going to ten E, and I'm watching I, watching people pay. But I was like, D- guys, guys. Well, well. Can you do good stuff? Yeah, I mean, hey, there, I, there's a lot of there was a lot of mints going on this weekend. You just got to figure out what can uh, right. what can do better in the meantime. But it's not for the the faint of heart trading in this kind of um, market because you know you watch these things just go to you know we we had people in the DGen dojo being like, oh my god, I sold these at point two. What was I thinking? And obviously, that's very hindsight. You know, 
it, it's 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 up to you and whether or not you have conviction in something or whether it means something. But you know, when you get up to the four or five ETH, like there is a that's a lot of capital that can be deployed into all of these mints too. And you know, some of them have done very very well in the meantime. Although would, buying off secondary hasn't been a super successful so right now. I was chatting with a young king in the spaces the other day, and I won't mention his name, but he came up and he was insisting to me that they're called moffers. Oh, yeah. That he doesn't make saying, any sense at all. Like, first, he was talking about this project for five minutes. No one knew what he was talking about remotely. And I was like, moffers, moffers, right? And uh, then once we realized what he was saying, and I called him out and said, no, it's MFers. He was so insistent. Like, what do you talk? No, it's not. It's Moffer. He dug his heel. He died on that hill. It's Moffer. <laughs> and I even. Okay. Let me just bring up Zug. Zug. Okay. All right. Calm down there. Do we need to have this conversation? You know, that I, was a hill you almost died on, my friend. Community spaces for orcs. So uh, for orcs. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm just saying it. Tune in next week for our orcs community spaces. Uh, for those that don't know, Free Market used to call Zug Zug. He was uh, adamant that that's how it was pronounced. Um, yeah. I was, I laugh as I drink out of my coffee moog, and um, <laughs> but and uh, yeah, we had a, we had a spaces with the team. We were interviewing the team. I put them on the spot and said, "How do you pronounce it?" And they very adamantly said it is zug there's no questions a, about it there's no spaces with 300 people you don't you don't <laughs> have team while we're you know hanging out in a pre-meeting you ask them with 300 people sorry yeah well you were getting rugged by twitter spaces too rugged by twitter spaces rugged by orc gods uh rugged by life thank you fmc for the win yeah freelanders Shit, you're oh. uh, you're a good sport for the the content yeah. there. Let's talk oh, three man. landers. Let's talk three landers because holy shit, do I have to shout out the homie Driz? These are mooning fierce this morning. He has absolutely killed it with these. And I'll tell you, yesterday, some of the best traders uh, in our DGen dojo started coming in, and this is before they had kind of made their little move yesterday. And they were like, "I need to buy some some three landers." Like I was hearing all around the different alpha rooms, you know. Three landers, three landers, three landers, uh, doodles moving in big into the three layers. The dude, you know, I think the doodles had another project they were loving that was not going so well. So they decided to kind of hop on over to the three landers train. And that is doing amazing. What do you think, R2? Um, yeah, I mean, I still have some mixed feelings about the art, but again, I mean, people are loving it, and that really is, at the end of the day, all that matters. Um, big congrats to anybody that's held on for this long or even bought lower. Uh, I think we were talking about it on the show, and it was dipping around one ETH, so still quite a big purchase to uh, to to get in on. But um, in the time that the show has been live, it's gone from about a point a 1.8 floor to a 2.1 floor. So congratulations on reaching that two ETH floor. It took cool man's two months to do so. And uh, these things are absolutely ripping. Uh, I got to say, like I, the, the more I look at them, if there's one thing that I can definitively say about it is they are clean as fuck. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the line work is actually quite good. Some of the color choices, I'm not... A huge, huge fan of but, right, don't uh, fud bags. Let's keep it. Mm-hmm. I'm just don't fud the bags. Well, no, we said it on the show the other day. I'm not fudding it at all. It's I my own personal it. feeling towards it. But I, I mean, the the line work is just incredibly clean. And actually, there's a I guess a pretty good story behind it too. This is an artist that has been, you know, 
drawing these little doodles and has had these characters for, uh, I guess, a, a large portion of his life. And it's finally kind of becoming a reality of of making some serious money off of it. So, I mean, I can't really take that away from anybody either. And this, um, but, this is what I'm saying about this year. It's the year of known artists. I mean, we're used to crypto teams getting artists. We're used to these smaller projects coming out. This year, you're just seeing known artist after known artist lay down the heat. And I mean, I would be worried if I was in, I'm not worried. I mean, I know there's a lot of historic projects and all this stuff, but when you look at the class of artists now coming into NFT, I am so excited about the stuff coming out later this year. Like, don't guys, don't ever FOMO. Don't ever get worried. Now, you know, I'd say that if you weren't buying these at 0.7 uh, the That's other day now, when, yeah. when this was telling you, you were a little out of pocket. I'll say that. But at the same time, I will tell you that I think with all the projects coming down the pike here, uh, there's so much to look forward to. A lot of great stuff coming. So, yeah, three landers, amazing trade watching them here. I really think they're going much higher. These just feel like they have that that momentum now and it could pull like a, you know, five, six ETH over the next week or two. So yeah, three landers. Good stuff. You think it can get up to five or six ETH, eh? I do. I, I th- when I saw the alpha room starting to participate in a, in a certain well, I was like, oh, these are that thing. Okay. They're going to be that thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Happens that way. Yeah, and the volume on it is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Random shout out to the lemon spaces. I'm saying that for no reason, but there you go. Um, yeah, for sure. Three landers killing it. Uh, I, I kind of looked at well, like what the roadmap was too, and it was pretty vague, which you know we've often been in support of now as well. Like you know, mint out, get them into the hands of your community members, start to form that community around it, um, and they're doing a really good job of that. So yeah, two two ETH, and who knows where that ends up going. Um, another. Uh, project that was really kind of struggling to get going now is Dented Fields. They had an issue with their contract. Their Discord was hacked. Some people minted from the false contract. Uh, they had the looping issue with their, the the presale on their contract, so they had to pause it. Their solution, if I recall, um, or if I understand correctly, is that they have just ended up minting all of them. So it does say that there's the full supply there. Uh, They are set up in a contract where if you um, are on the allow list, you can pay and it will send you the minted NFT. So these are still in pre-reveal, but they're struggling along. The supply was 11,111 of these. The mint price was 0.11. And we are sitting right around mint price on the floor too. And that often is... um, it's a tough mat to get off of, right? Now you're creating the dilemma of do you buy off secondary or do you mint these? And um, so this, this is a tough look for them. Are I they all mint? It's not minted out yet? Well, no. According to their website, it's not... Um, <laughs> this was the uh, the 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 promotional art oh, that you okay. showed me as all well. Right. Um, well, aside, everybody. I want you to look at this, all right? With all the the stuff that's been going around in our industry, you see this image pop into. What does this say to you? What does the, what is this image expressing to the public here? This, I don't know. I feel like if so, I don't even think I'm going to make that joke on the air. But I don't know. So <laughs> visualize a cash grab for me in it, art. Is <laughs> this it going is into or out of the wallet here? Uh, 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 like, all your money's flying out of the wallet into these fucking dented feel like what did you how who thought this was going to be a good this guy doesn't look particularly happy happy with what's going on either and the guy cry ah guys 
you just, you know, all these teams just need a PR uh, organization. They're helping. I, like you said, man, there's, there. I don't know if they're minted out or not because you said 11,000, right? It looks like there's 11,000. No, no, no. So, yeah, like I said, because they had the issue with the contract being able to be looped, they had to pause that. They minted all of the the remaining ones, put it into a separate contract or a, a separate like transaction. And so if you are now minting them, you are interacting with that one to get the NFT out of it. So technically, they all have been minted. According to their website, 8,370 of them have been minted. So there is still some to be pulled out of that wallet. I would say uh, all of the multiple projects using Denton's art were really missing it on the uh, PR PR point yesterday. I would say there are multiple projects using the same art that are just and not not having a great time in markets. I I don't care about either project in the sense that I think there's so much great out there that if you don't want to support and there's nothing wrong with supporting either of these products if you think you want to support them. I I don't care either way. I just think there's a lot of great stuff going on out there that I don't want I don't want to be involved with either personally. So yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. Speaking of weather report, they uh, they took to Twitter about 24 hours ago, so we were already in the midst of you know the Ukraine news and whatnot. Uh, they posted the storm is upon us, and uh, this you know promo video, um, birds flying, sun's out in California. Not a bad looking promotional video, um, but I guess some people were kind of you know saying read the room, especially as they kind of hinted at Toby Lasso's military background and what it means to be, you know, in that situation and having to go to war. Uh, They later posted a, um, uh, an announcement saying that in, in, you know, in respect to the situation that's happening in Ukraine, that they would be delaying the mint for 24 hours just to kind of let things, you know, cool down and, and, and let people kind of, you know, manage the situation for themselves and whatnot but uh you know they they are going to be minting today um but yeah both of them kind of just missing the mark in in this regard uh and i suppose looking at it i'm not super surprised um weather report was a a team that kind of felt like they were out of pocket as you would say i don't know if i'm using that term properly but uh, yeah, they they seem to have missed the mark many times, and uh, you know, dented feels maybe rushing out their project to get to the finish line before the aforementioned weather report. So uh, well, kind of a weather- messy situation altogether. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think weather report was malicious here. I don't think they were trying to hurt anyone, and I don't think they were trying to be mean. I don't think that this. Nor do I think any individual team members should be called out or reflected upon, period. I think that this was just, it was, yes, it was tone deaf for what was going on. It was a stark contrast to most other projects, whether whether the project is revealing or minting. I would say most projects put out a poll, whether it's Wonder Pals, which mm-hmm. is minting, whether it's Star Catchers, which is revealing in the next few days, as to whether they should go forward or maybe postpone it a bit, just because... Given the times that are happening, things are going on. I'm happy that the weather report responded to this and then did take down what could be considered insensitive. Though, again, I don't think they it would take it down. Hard. But yeah, uh, sorry, they co- uh, they wrote a thing and commented. Yeah. You know, they I don't were think just, they needed to take it down. I think they just didn't. No, no, they were just using the branding they had been using the whole time. I don't in no way do I think weather. Oh, yeah, they weren't out shooting that video yesterday and realized, no. let's get this out. This was just part no, of their no, marketing. No, no, no. 
It was, look, it was why we talk about all the time, why you need a PR team. Because as things unfold in the real world, you have to adapt your business to what's got, you know, I gave a small example of the show Archer, one of my favorite shows out there. And there was an an incident where the show started years before ISIS existed. But ISIS was the name of the secret organization that Archer worked for. Okay, so Archer and ISIS were, I think, around for at least three years until all of a sudden this terrorist organization sprang up with the same name. Now, it was no fault of the show writers or whatever when they conceived this. It had nothing to do with Islamic street extremism. It was just a coincidence, but they ended up having to change the name. They worked it into the show. They did whatever. But it was just not something that you could continue to use given the light of current events. So it was you have to adjust. You have to adapt. It's why um, uh, PR teams are important. I don't want to fault them uh, and say that, you know, I don't think anyone was doing anything on purpose here. And I'm happy that the weather report team responded uh, that they did the right thing in the end there in regards to that. So. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, but like you said, I'm staying away from both of these projects. I think they are uh, still in a squabble with each other over the artwork. And OpenSea has been pretty trigger happy lately in terms of what they're delisting. Um, complete side note, I don't have anything pulled up for this. But yesterday, at some point, uh, Head DAO, um, Mutant Cats, and another... Um, DAO type uh, project, NFT project, were all delisted simultaneously yeah. from OpenSea. They have since been put back. I don't know if maybe OpenSea wanted some kind of verification or did some diligence and whatnot, but there was a very, very brief period of time where holders of those projects were panicking because there was no warning given to why they were coming down. With that in mind, and what we saw happen with 888, and we saw um, with Squiggles and stuff like that, 888 is back up as well, by the way. But um, with Squiggles, who is not back up, I would be hesitant to be participating in these projects for the simple fact that OpenSea, just like that, could crush you. Um, and that's not even actually a criticism on OpenSea. You know, there are, uh, we have a lot of shit to talk with in, in regards to them, but they are a centralized company. They are looking to go public. They do have certain things in mind. And this kind of legal battle between two projects that are clearly using the same art uh, is is a, a dicey situation, especially because I don't think at this point with the way things have gone down that there's a clear-cut right and wrong case here. Well, this is a very clear-cut case for me as an individual and a trader and an investor. I would never support Weather Report because how, of how they treated multiple 100%. artists, not just Denton, multiple artists that they treated. And I would never support Denton Fields because of how they responded to what Weather Report did. Both are dead to me. I, I don't I don't want anything to do with them. I did just want to comment on the controversy yesterday because they did. They put out something that was tone deaf, but they responded. I commend them for that. I'm not here to drag anybody. They responded to it. Yesterday was a very emotional and hard day for everybody, myself included, everybody participating in everything. I don't want it to to ruin relationships and friendships and and people that I love. This is just, you know. We have to take everything for what it is and, yeah. and just understand, um, you know, I, I think regardless of what everyone's intentions are, this is what happened with both these projects. They don't, neither of them have my support. I'd like to move on. 
<laughs> Fair. Um, Mike Track also pointing out that being beanbag friends, which we really, really briefly touched on the other day, got taken down by Sony. Um, I did say that it had a striking resemblance to Sackboy of Little Big Planet. And uh, yeah, that is a Sony project prod product. Um, and so yeah, beanbag friends they get taken day down. Capricks, uh Capricks oh, had DCMA because of a Sony thing. I didn't see that. I heard yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. Damn. Yeah, remember, remember I had that comparison to the game? Right. Yes, yep. yes, 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 yes. I remember. Wow. And I'll tell you, man, it's happening a lot. You're, you may be right about the whole weather report thing because OpenSea is not being uh, slow to do these things. They're Capricks Club. Capricks Clubhouse got taken down as well. Now that was a project that had yeah, yeah, all yeah. kinds of shit attached to it. Yeah. Uh, they are making an honest go. The community is at reviving it, and I applaud them for it. But OpenSea did take them down on Legos uh, mm-hmm. DMCA as well, so that actually did rear its ugly head. They are um, looking at redoing the entire project from the ground up. So you know see what comes out of that but again like I, just going back to that original idea open sea is not fucking around anymore like they are they are taking this stuff seriously so i mean it is what it is uh jcv asking if we bought any star catchers or rating post reveal nervous that they might pump after reveal and your bags are light um i did mint mine i do have some and uh, I did not buy any more off the secondary. There were a couple of brief dips into a threshold of which I would have been comfortable doing so. I was just not around for that time. Right now, they're po- uh, sitting at about, uh, well, let's refresh. Yeah, same thing, uh, about 0.62 floor. And um, that's not quite where I want to be buying, but I certainly wouldn't be selling here either. They have announced that they are moving the uh, reveal up sooner than expected it was supposed to be saturday tomorrow at i believe 7 p.m eastern 7 30 somewhere in there uh, and it looks like they will be revealing at midnight this evening Woo! so oh my god so weird um well I yeah no no it's been a while been a while <laughs> it, this is weird i mean there was a lot of discussion in the in the DGen Dojo about this. Some people were actually pretty bearish on the fact that they did this. I was trying to kind of wrap my head around why. This isn't a criticism of their opinion because, you know, obviously you're entitled I'll to criticize their opinion. They're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> but no, I mean, I just it's it's funny to me that we go through these phases where <laughs> delays are met with such anger. How could they? This project's dead, blah, blah, blah. I And I totally kind of understand it sometimes, too, especially when you're looking at cool cool cats and cool pets and how they've really fumbled raid party is another example although a new team building their product from the ground up i'll give them a little bit more leeway and i and again in both instances i'm a fan of um teams having the wherewithal to recognize that their product is not ready if it goes live it is not going to go well and you know making the proper concessions to fix it before you can't take that back. Um, does it kind of suck for the the bags that you're holding? And do you see the floor prices go down? Yes. But as we saw, everything kind of went down in the last little bit too. The other thing is, um, you know, I, I think that it this extended kind of drag might actually be bullish because as these things get accumulated, anybody buying right now is probably doing so with the intent of playing and finding a good entry point. So I do think that there's going to be some supply constrictions in regards to those projects. Now, to flip it around and Starcatcher's moving up the reveal, I'm, I'm wondering why the, the, they're being met with the same anger. 
and I'm not trying to blindly stick up for the star catchers team. Um, they're, they're all great people. They're very competent. I love the art that they've got going on there. I love that the community that they built, but I'm just wondering why all of a sudden delivering on a product sooner than later is now also FUD worthy. And I, I just, I, I'm, if somebody can present to me the real bear case as to why they would want to reveal sooner and that's a bad thing, like, please let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely trying to figure it out. There is no real bear case here. People are jealous at both the, the, the success of this project, the hype that they've had and the, the handsomeness and good looking of all the team members on there. And I'm not even kidding. People are just jealous. This team has everything. And that's all it is. It's just jealousy. Yeah. JCV is saying these aren't going, they're going, they're going higher after reveal. These aren't going any lower. This is, this is as good as you're getting. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, there was that whole discussion of like, everybody assumed that these were just going to moon like everything else does pre-reveal and it hasn't. That's just that idea of like, it it can't always be this self-fulfilling prophecy. You speak it into existence. At the end of the day, you paid 0.11 for these and they are sitting at a 600% or a six times multiple of what you paid for them. If you had the allow list spot, you've made at minimum, if you sold right now, unless you sold a little bit earlier, one ETH, $2,700 yeah, yeah. in profit. That's incredible. If mm-hmm. we were talking about this a month ago, two months ago, this would have been an absolute cook. Oh my God, Starcatcher's minted at 0.11, 10K project, and it's it's 6X right now, pre-reveal. Oh my God, amazing. Guys, this is this project's fucking killing it. It's going to the moon. And now we're like, oh, Starcatcher's really only... only like we we really have to do a better job of kind of reframing our perspective here. Um, you know, turning four hundred dollars into four thousand dollars in a day or two or three or four is like the trade of a lifetime I, for yeah, people I they- in traditional markets. And now this is FUD. I don't know. I, it's it's so bizarre to me. It's so even, strange. It's just a bunch of smooth brain idiots who don't understand what's going on here. There's nothing. They say they are angry because of the last three weeks of what's been happening in the NFT market, and they're taking it out on the only team that's done it right. So you know, it's yeah. just, it, it really is just a factor of people getting angry about their own situations and taking it out on the only target they have, which is this elite project about to take the entire NFT world by storm. It's sad. Well, for a very, it's immaturity. For a very short-term trading mindset, um, you know, in a week, like you're watching Invisible Friends go to 10 ETH, you're watching some of these other projects go to 2 ETH pre-reveal, Azuki, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of those projects like Azuki have done really well in the long term, but some of those projects like the Hate Beasts, like the Squiggles, like all of those other projects that, you know, manufacture this enormous amount of hype, people get fucking wrecked on it. From a long term perspective and holding perspective, I am very happy with where this is sitting right now. I'm excited to see it reveal. I don't feel any pressure or impetus to sell right now because I believe that in the long term, these are going to be way more valuable than they are right now. And I am completely fine with that. If these don't, had ran yeah. up to if these had ran up to five ETH, I would have sold because all of a sudden that hype is mimicking everything else that you see in this market and it comes crashing down after Azuki being the exception. Three lander is actually doing it pretty well right now, too. But you know, 
it's it's all about just like managing your own expectations about what you have sometime. And I'm not I'm not faulting anybody for selling. If you want to sell here, you made a great profit. If you sold when it was one ETH very briefly upon uh, launch, you made a great profit. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm just so surprised that this this little stat line here, uh, 10k, 5.3k owners. 0.62 floor price and almost 4,000 ETH in volume traded in the last few days is now a disappointment. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't think that I, I, I don't really care if these fall to point two after reveal. This is our opportunity. The fact that people can't see in front of their face and they're just letting their egos dictate how they act. It's an opportunity for, I don't want anyone in the DJ and dojo to change their stupidity is my opportunity. I mean, this is, this is, this is exactly what you want. And I mean, I said for a long time, who is going to have the higher mint price one week after mint. And that was going to be wonder pals and anybody, please let people continue to underestimate. This is why they don't get into things like doodles. This is why they don't get into things like MFers. It is our opportunity. Let them flounder. They continue to do it. Samuel's asking, uh, thinking about picking up a star catcher soon, if possible, do you think anything below 0.55 is a good entry? My personal situation, I would probably be buying below 0.55 right now. My original target was hoping that they dropped below 0.5 and I would be comfortable with kind of eating up some of my cost basis to, to make my position size bigger. Um, it depends. If you have no exposure to them and you want exposure to them, I don't even think 0.6 is a terrible entrance spot, but you are playing that kind of um, reveal roulette. It's not typical for projects to rip after, although it is definitely doable. You just have to kind of internally think about what the odds are. Look at all of the art, look at the team and think like, are these going to be a pleasant surprise upon reveal even better? Because a lot of that expectation is already baked in too, right? Um, it's kind of like the Coinbase earnings. If if you think that it's going to crush expectations, then yeah, it's going to have a good run. If you think it's going to meet expectations, I don't know that it's going to go much lower. But maybe it doesn't immediately pump. Right. I've been so. I've been saying since before Star Catch is minted. My buy range was 0.4 to 0.6. If I buy an NFT, not at stock. Not an options. If I buy an NFT at 0.6 and it pulls back to 0.4, I don't even consider that a pullback. I'm not even watching yeah. it. I don't even care. Yeah. Okay. The whatever between 0.4 and 0.6 is your buy zone. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to go a little lower than here. I'm not psychic. This is where I like buying. I have bought more. I have more star catchers. I love star. Catchers. Oh, you did end up picking up some. I did end up picking. More. Oh, good, good, good. I, I even paid a little higher than we have here and I don't care. And I will pick up more stuff. I am trying to sell more things now. I hope there's more FUD. I hope they fall after reveal. I am buying more and more star catchers. Please continue to fade me. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we woke him up. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Come, come at me. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Love it. I was waiting for it. Uh, speaking of invisible friends, um, we talked about the run that they're having. Um, bouncing back last time I saw, yeah, 90th floor. So a little bit higher than we were at yesterday. Um, and it kind of seems like that over 8 ETH is, uh, is baking in now. Um, I actually forgot to check when the reveal is on this. Do you know? No, I don't know. I don't follow this project. I don't know anything about this. 
All right. Well, if someone can let me the let me know what the the reveal date holds for that, I thought it was in their Discord. I guess not. Are um, we sure? Not just the reveal image. This That's is it, eh? Yeah. Right. Everyone just got one of these. Ten k of these. I don't know. Five k of these. I don't know who the are. This company started their own charity and then auctioned something off for charity. I don't know what this company is doing. I'm not sure if I even believe. I, have I heard anything from Sotheby's about Invisible Friend? I'm not even sure what's going on here. I find this um, off-putting. I think one reason everyone's in such a bad mood are things like this. Uh, I think it's things like Weather Report. I think it's things like Squiggles. I think that uh, this is all very bad juju. I hope these go to zero, unless you're holding them. And then I hope they go to 100 ETH. <laughs> Only that spe- those specific Only in that specific. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, a couple other things. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and put the restream link on, see if uh, anybody wants to come up in the uh, the Moon Lounge AM show chat. I haven't heard from Josh in a little while, but I see him brewing lots of coffee on Twitter. Okay, good. As long as he's, uh, as long as he's okay. Yeah. Well, Josh, if you're out there, check in. Um FMC is he saying or uh, Sam saying it's either star catchers or nice nice mushroom lemon lemon that yeah. was just listed. Well, you uh, now you're talking his language. People have been papering mushrooms. People have been papering golds, robot clouds, the cloud lemons. People have been papering cloud. Le- Look, uh, I, these are my two. These are my two highest conviction projects. I can't put it any other way. Lemons and star catches. I'd sell everything else in my wallet before I got rid of those bags. There you go. Um, yes. Cyber frogs, uh, a project that was brought up on the stream a couple times by the chat actually revealed. So I figured I would just weigh in and throw them out there. Not bad little pixel art. I mean, if I had to like, just say one thing is maybe they're sitting a little low on the square there and uh, it's going to kind of limit the, the PFP able. And they're hard to tell apart. Like if I saw 50 of these in a room, I wouldn't know who was, I know they're differentiated. I know I see the different colors. I would walk in most of the time and be like too, you know what I mean? When even it's too similar, even if the colors are different type of thing. Yeah. 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 The backgrounds are nice. I really do love them. They look cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, they're sitting at um, 0.1. I'll refresh, see where they're at right now. But 0.1 ETH floor, yeah, just slightly below there. So, um, I mean, at this point, they're out there. They're in the open. They're minted. They're revealed. Um, you know, you just got to assess whether or not you think this is a long-term play and if there's any validity into to what the team is doing, what they're building, or even not building, um, as we see with, like, the MFers and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, like, cool, cool little pixel art here. I actually really like the backgrounds. I'm not, not always super fond of, like, generative art having, like, detailed, detailed backgrounds that can conflict sometimes with the underlying asset. Or not the underlying asset, the 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 main profile, I should say. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, interesting project. So I appreciate when people bring stuff up like this. The animation on the other ones were really good too, though. I don't know if there was uh, maybe those are some of the rare ones. I d- normally, I checked the highest last sale on this. I didn't do it with that. So um, it's kind of good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I like the way they look, but I don't know anything about the project. Uh, Crypto Monster Lab. Yeah. Mm, yes. I love Crypto Monster Lab Shaolin. I did mint uh, some. And here's my thing. This reminds me very much of a project like Ray Ray's. I talk about a few projects like that, you know, uh, 
creature toads and breakfast sandwiches. Breakfast sandwiches is a good comparison too, because I don't expect this to mint out quickly. I also don't expect this creator and artist to go anywhere. And that's why I love this project. Whether the market understands it early or not, these are the type of gems that FMC buys, he keeps, he continues to support. And I know eventually these are going to come through. Going to mint out fast? No. Is it going to be this week? I don't know. But at the same time, I understand I understand what this artist is doing. I really love the originality of his art. Actually, the gamification here is fun. And I know he's not going anywhere. This guy's just going to work. I mean, this, he's doing this because he loves to do this. So, yeah, I'm in very much in support of this project. If you're looking at it from a trading standpoint, there's probably better trades out there. Yeah, I mean, this art style, I think at first glance, isn't for everybody but it doesn't have to be this is a very classic style of art you know you see it a lot in like children's books and stuff like that and he's kind of putting his own spin on it i i do have to say though when you you know do a little deep dive on it and look closely at what's come out of it it is actually like quality though so you you know there's time and effort and care put into this and you know the the what I've seen from it, the traits look really good. The ideas behind it look really good. There's some originality in in terms of the being able to kind of mash monster mash them together, mm-hmm. and uh, they steal kind of traits for each other and create right. new ones. It also creates a supply burn dynamic too, right? So, like you said, maybe this doesn't mint out right away. Maybe it doesn't. It's not a moonshot right right away or anything like that, but. It's done by somebody who obviously gives a shit about their art and their craft. Um, they're trying to do something new and original, or at least different than most. And uh, and yeah, here we are. So um, I, I believe their public sale is going live today. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are on the allow list, you probably have a couple more hours to kind of finish that off and, and mint them if you want. They are a little bit cheaper for the allow list. And Santiago, he is thinking about licensing. He is thinking about a comic book and he is thinking about, you know, Hollywood like this. This is the type of project where you're like, well, what's it doing? What's the roadmap? Where is it going to go? Then one day you're going to find out that he signed with WME and this is coming out uh, on the Disney Channel as some new, you know, uh, children's. And all of a sudden these say. That's what's going to happen. And it's only because I know Santiago and what type of artist he is and how passionate he is about his project. So I'm bullish on it. But hey, I'm bullish on a lot of things that aren't going to be an instant cook. So again, if you're approaching this from a trader's standpoint, there may be better trades out there. I love Crypto Monster Lab. I'm bullish on it. And I just think it's a matter of time, but it's hard to time. So looking yeah, looking, looking forward to, uh, I think I'm even minting more. To be honest, I I, I want to get a bunch of these. Um, so, yeah, period. Dope. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else do you want to talk about? Loser Club uh, has some mint details out there. Loser Club is uh, obviously the artist is Jay Vaughn. Um, some issues going down with a fishy fam that I believe have been kind of resolved on their end. He's got his own project. It is not a fishy fam derivative or a copy of their art. He has his own unique art style and, uh, and they look good. And you know, he's got a really great community kind of brewing around that as well. Great branding. I mean, they're, they're doing some, uh, some really nice stuff there. 0.088 mint price 
10,000 of them. And like I said, the loser list, which they have is the allow list, goes on Friday, March 4th. So next Friday at 9 p.m. UTC. I actually have, I got to like ingrain in my mind what the conversion on UTC to EST is. Um, public sale will start 24 hours after the fact. And then they are doing a reveal party on Twitter spaces. I also love that teams are starting to do this too. Um, it's, it's very important to be out there, be present, let people um, approach you about what you just minted, talk about it, rave about it, ask questions. You know, the community building process really, 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 really does start after that mint and then after the reveal. Um, and, you know, these guys are, are look like they're handling it properly. Um, Starcatchers is doing the same thing with their reveal. I believe they're having a Tropics party. Shout out. Um, and, uh, and so that's going to be really fun, but yeah, look, look to see what teams do after they're mint in the reveal too. Right. Because this is a pivotal time where awareness and people wanting to talk and share what they've just bought and what they revealed and all of that stuff is, is, is definitely at its height. And that could really, really, really go a long way into solidifying, um, a community. Honestly, I, I know from personal experience being like in the restaurant industry and stuff like that, like giving people FaceTime, giving people access to talk to you, ask questions about you, tell you about stuff. Um, it really does create strong, like lifelong customers, I guess, if you want to call them that, but community members is really what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, what, what's unique about Losers Club and shout out to Javon, Lobesley, Kylie, Invisible Girl, Cave Guy, the whole team over there is amazing. Um, but they they are one of the few projects that's managed to create a community before Mint that isn't just focused on getting rich. OK, they they hold weekly spaces. Um, the Discord is a vibe. And holy shit, is Javon a vibe? I have now had the pleasure of being on many many spaces with Javon in which he either is rap battling, live drawing on Twitch, playing video games with everyone, or just politicking and philosophizing with the best of them. I mean, the guy, the guy is a brand. His art is absolutely next level. So looking forward to Losers Club. We now have a hard mint date. Um, every Thursday at 9 p.m., they hold a Losers Table hosted by Lobzy, which is such a nice community spaces they're already doing a weekly one so bullish on losers club we partner with them with the dgen dojo to get allow list spots for the loot right yeah how many do we end up snagging for them yep absolutely and man this is this is a great project i don't even think about the controversy you had mentioned you know his art is so next level so original I always talk about art that has soul, has that it factor, and, you know, this is it right here. He's done so many cool one-on-ones and collabs. This is so good, this Cool Cat one. Man, the guy, like, he is always drawing or rapping. And when he's not drawing or rapping, he's taking care of his wife and daughter. I mean, the guy is just incredible. So, again, Love shout it. out to Javon and uh, looking forward. Loser Club, March 4th. Zopal's asking a good question here. Um, I saw a couple of people mention howlers. I have that pulled up as well. Um, Zopal asking a the question of can people start potentially? Oh wait, here we go. Um, OpenSea migration coming up soon. What do you think happens to some floors if things weren't migrated properly? Um, can people potentially relisting at what the new floor is established at with all migrated listings? Um, 
I think by and large, this is going to go fine. I think that it's going to shore up a lot of the listings that have been kind of set and forget, you know, for, for some older projects. A lot of times people don't set the the timelines very well or they forget and then you don't bother canceling it. Uh, I think six months is the default one or it was at least for a while there. So I think you're going to see some of the floors maybe get a little bit thinner. Um, I don't know what you mean if in terms of if things weren't migrated properly, I got to believe that it's probably going to go down pretty smoothly. Uh, but I am talking about OpenSea here. So there's always an element of surprise involved. Well, what could happen here, what could happen here is that people who haven't migrated their listings, those listings get canceled and it raises floors. because It's essentially delisting. I mean, the thing yeah. could be a bunch of listings. Floors well, makes them thinner. Right. Yeah, 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 or at least make the floors thinner. People could see that in a response, maybe list higher. Who knows? It could work. You, I mean, it's it's always, you know, doesn't OpenSea rugging uh, a collection cause it to go down, even if the underlying collection fundamentals are still bullish and stuff like that? Why couldn't something mechanic accidentally start a bull run for no reason after we've just had peak panic remember uh, it's 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 all about multiple variables and that you know everything coming together to make something happen and that's what you can see let's say we do get some tensions easing this weekend let's say we do get that really really big uh rally into monday we're setting the stage for that type of thing to be bullish for the the, the listing sure. thing to be fuel on the fire if necessary a lot of ifs but sure i can see what you're saying uh, zopal it could definitely uh you know definitely do that i for sure or or people would just realize i don't know we'll see we'll see it's a good it's a good thing i did want to shout out ella and uh swamp verse because we had known about this from the beginning but swamp verse is also introducing a burning mechanism uh where you can burn two of your frogs to get a swamp creature uh, you got to burn 400 croak coins as well. This is a project that had uh, augmented labs. Shout out to Dots on the dev side. They got Gary V on the shill side. And in between, they got a really cool project with great art. And that was this was one of them that it was actually launching towards the end of the bear market. We were still in the bear market, but the Littles and Swampverse were two of the higher. So hyped. So hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember Swamp first going down. People were amped about this yeah. project. And Doing not- well still, too. I mean, 0. 0.378, 0. 0.38, almost 0. 0.4. Nothing. Uh, no complaints there. Nothing up, no, Nothing upsetting about that. And if they're burning supply and the Croaks coins with it, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got to think it's pretty bullish. They've held this floor for that long. Definitely. And I... And- when both of these projects minted, they saw very nice cooks after uh, afterwards and then cooled off. Um, but they were so hype. They did have a moment. And I think what was interesting about both the Littles and Swampverse, these these went up after reveal. There were no post reveal. Right. Yeah. We, you know, people always ask, oh, why do people hold the review? There's two reasons. One, it's the lottery. But two, you see these things happen once in a while. And your brain goes, well, man, I really like this project. Like, what if it is the one that does go up after? Mm-hmm. It does. Things like Swamp Burst and the Little did it. Every once in a while, Zuki did it. Every once in a while, you get a project that just does it, right? Alien so, friends. 
And it was a factor of, I thought the floors looked great. The, at, people were looking at these, you know, swamp, the swamp versus floors. And they were like, man, they, these look really good. I think that helped with the, with the uh, post type pump. They went through a cry, quiet period. People didn't talk about them a lot. And now uh, they had some juju again. So uh, shout out to Ella. Hope that floor goes up for you. And let's see how the burning, uh, the burning affects this ecosystem. You actually have some um, croak coins uh, that I collected right before I so I sold both my swampies, but uh, I, I still have some croak coins. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking through the activity too, and and one of the nice things you see are actually sales above floor as well, right? Yeah, like you're getting people going through and buying some that they like or they think are going to have some you know important rarities or some uh, whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting some around 0.5 there. I'm seeing some above one ETH, um, and that's always a really encouraging sign. Some pretty real volume on a project that's been around for a long time too. You know, anytime you can sell a couple hundred a day after being out for for months. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Pretty bullish sign, and yeah. definitely some some eyes on that still. So, thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Um, howlers, howlers, howlers. Interesting, interesting stuff. Um, this project uh, popped up on Twitter. The art style is interesting to say the least. Uh, my first reaction was um, not great, but the more I looked at it, and the more um, the more previews and stuff that they put out, uh, the more I'm kind of digging it. It's it's unique. It's it's bizarre, uh, and I could definitely see why it resonates with with some people. Um, it's not like it's it's so strange because at first your your initial reaction is this is like just low effort um ludicrous like just like something that was thrown together i actually don't think that that's going to be the case i like looking through some of these previews they um they had a preview or a a collaborative one done by croaks which looks really good Uh, um it's just it's 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 strange and i'm kind of understanding why people are getting excited for it there's no discord there's no um, there's no website yet. It solely exists on Twitter. The uh, mint is going down at some point today, and you are only going to find that out through Twitter. He has stated that there are some fake contracts out there. Do not mint from them. Um, but yeah, you will you will know at some point today when these go live. Uh, there's no allow list. It is just going out there, and whatever happens happens. Twenty five thousand followers on Twitter, and yeah, some some uh, some real hype behind it. Delicious looking wolf there, that donut wolf. Yeah, these look great. I, I think it, this is this is this is smart. Okay, it's because, fun, right? But you know, most people just copy whatever the success the successful model is at the time, right? So yeah. every project coming out now has a similar launch dynamic, similar whitelist dynamic, similar mint price, similar this, similar that. These guys are like no Discord stealth mint crazy art we don't know what we're about boom these are your cooks this is what this is what you look for i love i love this art i love these don't know if i'll have a chance to get any given it's stealth we don't know what time it'll be a gas well all that good stuff. but yeah they look fucking great anyone who who wins that war is probably gonna have a nice little cook tomorrow um, and like, according to uh, the artists on, on Twitter there, this is actually like this one here is a generative one, too. So if this is generative, there's, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of variation that can can go down with these. Faboosh, baby, faboosh. This was one by done by the Dead Friends artist. Yeah. I mean, look, honestly, it bought <laughs> this just. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. It popped up. Um 
couple days ago and my first reaction was to like be dismissive about it and uh and uh definitely changed my mind on it like i see world-class art like this and i am just perplexed that anyone would mint any other projects like you know I, i'm t- i mean the low effort projects like how do you mint some of these low effort things when you got how you know because we didn't know how was coming around and we don't know what's coming around next i mean there's always like i love i love looking good man yeah yeah cool um do we know the supply no no i don't i don't know that we know anything about it. That <laughs> that's kind of the fun of it too right that croaks one looks great yeah yeah, yeah. uh just reading 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 i don't see any supply numbers there my uh my orcs yesterday Throw me back 60 bone shards. One shot. I was able to mint an o- surprise ogre I got yesterday. Doesn't that, Is that right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, minted an ogre. I, I know there's some holes in your wall when it brings back too. So uh, yeah. now you can use that money to patch them up. Well, that's the thing. I I don't. I already bridged him to polygon and have him train and have him uh, making training dummies. So there you uh, go. Unfortunately, I can't sell it though. I'm wondering now because I only thought I was going to get four ogres. Now I have probably going to get five. There's even a, a hail mary chance I could get six. I'm wondering, um, wondering if I either stop raiding right now, and then or not stop raiding, but stop using the bone shards to min ogres. I just start stacking them, and then I hit the mages really hard when they debut uh, in a week or two after ogres mint out. Maybe Luke. Maybe some of the experts can hit me up with what they're what they're thinking uh, out there. Noah from Christie supposedly linked to Howlers. I don't know who Noah some is. Some of our Ether Orcs experts love to uh, love to hide their strategies, which is real, real nice in our community based uh, Discord. <laughs> Max Min, Prophet Maxies, I love them so much. Uh, somebody saying Howlers is believed to be a 5,000 supply. I'm going to take your word for it. I haven't seen anything. Um, I also don't know who Noah from Christie's is, but it sounds like something. Um, five JCV saying 5.3 thousand unique holders for star catchers. It can only get better. You love to see low mint counts. Yeah, I mean, it. again, we talked about it uh, a couple of times in previous shows about creating the dilemma, right? When the average person owns one of these, and I would say the average person probably does own one of them right now um, because I know that there's people who have been loading up on them on the secondary, so you create that kind of disparity. Um, yeah, I mean sell or hold uh, you know do you do you want to um miss out on this you know potentially being the next doodles or the next cool mans or the next cool cats or whatever um selling one and you're out you know why would you sell one here to try and rebuy later i don't know that's a risky proposition this is not a good point to sell um if you're trying to get in at a lower price i wouldn't be swing trading anything to do with this right now Nope. If it ran up to two ETH, I mean, fair game. Swing it right out the window. Yeah. <laughs> but I I mean, it, oh, it, it is the real bull case for stuff like this, right? Once you cross that, you know, 50-50 threshold, um, the dynamics of everything changes, right? Especially when you know that I'm sure there are, you know, people that were able to mint um, more of these with like tons of alt wallets and stuff like that. But the average person got on once. 
They minted two, and based on the holder count increasing, they have exited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you watch the whale watching stuff like we have in the dojo, um, just with the wa- uh, wallets that we have connected. Uh, pe- people are loading up on these, right? Yeah. And that's just the ones we know about. There are definitely people that have 20 or 30 or 40 of these, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, actually, you can check that on Etherscan. I'm not going to, but you can check that. No, you. No, you. Me? Yeah. I'm, Me? Uh, I got another orc that just got back from raiding. Let's see what he brought, Daddy. Let's see what he brought, Daddy. Fud Farms ripping? Are you you chase always fucks with me, man? Yo, he he looks through your hidden and he picks a new project every day to tell you it's this is he goes bear market bears. He has a list. He's but, like uh, Charlie from uh, uh, Always Sunny with that cork board, linking things back to me and then trolling me in the uh, yeah in the chat. Yep. Yeah. See, I'm onto him. I'm not even falling for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna look anyways. Fuck it. I'm falling for it. It used to be bear market bears he used to troll me with. Every time he said that, Scott ran to his hidden folder and checked. What a terrible uh, project and time. Bear market bears? Yeah. They kicked off the bear market, that's for sure. No, they didn't. They launched in the middle of a bull market. It was still a bull market for weeks. Was it? Yeah. That was a complete self-goal. Own goal, sorry, own goal. Isn't that, isn't that what it is? Own goal? Yeah. In, in the hockey, own goal. You know someone in AM with 52 star catchers. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you who that is because we don't do that, but uh, it does not surprise me in the least. Yeah, I know a lot. There's a, yeah. Y'all watch what you I'm. Mm-hmm. I love you too, Chase. Wait, Vikings and Villagers is ripping? Are we just doing this thing where you just start, everybody just starts saying random oh, I shit? I forgot about ripping? that. I love those. What, is that, no, the Northern Guild. Do you still have those Northern Guild uh, Vikings? I just remembered those. Let me Do see I? I never had them. Northern Guild. Yeah, I remember that. At Northern Guild. Guilds of Thor. Let's see where they are. That one, we're going to wake up one day this year and Northern Guild's going to be like uh, going to one eat. Remember how hype those were yeah they were the first ones to be like oh game six months away now after uh, pixelmon and shit like that that's nothing point three point zero three floor on those right now Ooh, sweepy sweepy not a bad little upside bet i liked how they all had like unique names and stuff like that you know you don't see that very often like fruit cag the naughty do you know fruit cag the naughty no. You're Fruitcag the Knot. That is uh, who I am in the Orc Discord. Fruitcag the Knot. Oh. why? I'm so, sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> Breakfast Club is... You guys... Come on. What are you even reading? The chat, man. Who's chat? I'm looking at the chat on the side. It's not even moving. Oh! Not- I, oh, all right. It's moving now. <laughs> Breakfast Club ripping. I don't. Uh, I don't believe it. Yes, thank you, Ella. Although I saw the mugs, they look. Tell them my address too while you're at it. I'm just kidding, Ella. Egyptian and Welsh. Is that true? Yeah, there's two others in there too. She's mentioning half of me. I'm. I'm a mutt. I, I've got four different. Uh, well, uh, you said was it Lebanese? Yep. Okay. There's another. And one. um, um, hmm. 
Breakfast World's not ripping you goddamn liars. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the other one is. That would be Swiss. 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 Ooh, I Swiss wasn't. Friend. I wouldn't have actually guessed Swiss that friend. one. Wait, 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 wait. Um, that is uh, that's quite the combination. I know you, the ladies have always said so. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even really know like what I am. It's mostly like British. <laughs> All right, isn't it? In it? In it? Hard to believe. Bing you. bong. What's up, Tropics? Yeah. Tropics is ripping. Yeah. That tonight. Yeah, you are. What's that? I said, hard to believe you were British with that attempt at, uh, at speaking your mother tongue. Yeah. <laughs> What's it? Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. We need Cass up here to keep us in line. I know. Yeah. Nadia. I don't don't dare drop the accents when Cass is up here. Huh. Cool. Uh, well, I don't think we're going to have any visitors today, so that's all right. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We're about to hit two hours and probably probably start to wrap it up here, I think. I would like to talk about cheese puffs. Okay, go on. Never mind. Bullish or bearish? Bullish. Bullish on cheese puffs? Bullish on cheese puffs. All right, cool. Yeah. Turtle Town minted today. Forgot about that. Turtle Town? Don't know. I, I don't know. Cool. Somebody mentioned Turtle Town. Good, good secondary, I guess. Like turtles, that could be your project. Turtle, a whole town of turtles just mm-hmm. minted. That could um, be. Can't find an OpenSea link. We'll talk about it. Or maybe I'll bring it up. Keep an eye on it. See what's what. Guys, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Uh, I'm really, really pumped for the Star Catchers reveal today. Uh, I'm pumped at the very least to see how uh, Weather Report goes down because at least there's going to be something to talk about there. Uh, Wonder Pals is going to be hopefully minting tomorrow. It looks like their mint day was the 26th. Uh, that's going to be really fun to watch. You got a allow list on that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. I've only mint one. Yeah. I have uh, all the good ones. None of the wow. bad ones, but all the good ones. Am I pumped for the party even though it's delayed? I'm always pumped for a party, man. We'll take tequila shots at 11.30 in the morning. Whatever. I know. Let's go. Tropics. Hit us with that link in the D-Gen Dojo. We're all going to come party with you. I'll even... I'll, I'll, I'll simulcast it on the lemon spaces. Uh, Ella, Starcatcher's reveal looks like it's at midnight tonight. <laughs> Would that be PST, my friend? Because I know they're all PST. on the West Coast. But I don't know if they mean... Um, Eastern, Eastern, Eastern. Okay. It's adjusted to my time zone, so... Eastern. I love that. How do we, Could we make that universal across all Discord? Um, what, setting the time locally? Like, you type a time in there, and it just shows up. Yeah, as there's a function that you can do that. Yeah, where, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But everybody should use it. I don't know what UTC is. Why do people keep saying UTC? That's what does England. that even mean? England. England. I thought that was GMT. Time. I thought that was Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. UTC is like the world reference. I think it's the one oh. they teach everyone to pay attention. Oh, to. universal it, time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it is. I think it is also GMC. I think it's the same time. Is it's, it? Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research, deep dive into this, and we're going to have a whole segment on Tell Monday's me. show. Anyone living in UTC, is it, uh, is it, I don't know what time. Never mind. UTC is Australia? What? No. Cass. Cass is saying it's GMT. Okay, same time, same as GMT. Okay, so like for Eastern, I think it's minus six. 
I literally have Google. Why am I? Why don't I just Google this? <laughs> All right. Well, you. Oh God, Google. UTC to EST. Five hours. Wow, that's easy. It's easy enough. Anyways, Starcatchers reveal midnight Eastern tonight, 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Pacific. 5 a.m. UTC, I guess. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, man. Well, thank you for everybody that showed up today. Friday edition, always a good time. We're going to be taking the weekend off of doing the shows. But, of course, we will be back on Monday at 9.30 Eastern uh, to do a little bit of a weekend recap. Um, we talked about Weather Report. We talked about Star Catchers. Touched on Invisible Friends a little bit today. Uh, we talked about uh, potential scenarios for Ape Token. Did a little bit of news with uh, you know what's going on in Ukraine, in Russia. A very unfortunate situation right now. And we hope everybody is uh, staying safe, especially if you or your family are affected by that. Um, of course, the whole show is recorded for YouTube and Spotify. If you missed anything, make sure to tune in and uh and check it out and every once in a while i do like to ask if you haven't liked this episode or subscribed to us yet it does actually help us out quite a bit but if you don't i will not lose any sleep over it i promise um yeah we'll see you on monday free market get us out of here peace and love wgmi